All right, guys, I am here with Michelle Craig of the Rome School family and Michelle Craig Photography. And um, I wanted to do this interview with you because you have such a cool story and you have been such a help to me as I was kind of preparing to get on the road. And we had such an interest from a lot of the people in Unraveled to um, kind of hear more about how you even get to this point. Um, so I just thought you'd be such a great, um, just you'd have such great insight for this. So I do want to apologize to all of our attendees who are watching this. When you're on the road full time, Wi-Fi is probably one of your biggest nemesis. Nemesis. So um, we're doing the best we can with what we have. But um, if for any reason this video is spotty or we have any issues, that's just the situation we're in. So anyway, so Michelle, tell me a little bit about yourself as an artist and a person, and what kind of inspired you to get on this journey. Uh, okay, so I am a photographer. I photograph uh, um, mostly um, family portraits and in-home and adventure style and uh, commercial photography, mostly active lifestyle photography, focusing on fam young families and kids. Um, and about myself, I am I'm an adventurer um, and <laughs> And a nomad at heart, and that's just this lifestyle has. Um, I don't. I, can't, I I always say I didn't choose this lifestyle. This lifestyle chose me. It's been really who I've been my whole adult life, and um, and you know I came back full circle, and here we are. <laughs> that's so awesome. And you've been doing this. How long have you been on the road now? So we got our van um, in May of 2017. And uh, we've been full time since the first week of January of 2018. So almost two oh, years. That's so awesome. Yeah, it's been it's been a wild ride, and it's been fun. <laughs> and I don't see myself stopping anytime soon. Well, and you've just been kind of a nomad, and all of this, like you said, your whole life. I mean, you had told me stories about you know living off the grid. Um, where were you living at that time? So well, before so my son, it's. Like our little nomadic family consists of myself and I'm a single mom and I have a an almost 14 year old son that we homeschool and uh, a 65 almost 70 pound pit mix for a baby but um but so before my son was born um up until I was about five months pregnant I lived in a one-room cabin with no running water and off-grid at about 11,000 feet of elevation in Colorado that's and so cool um, in my, when I was 21, I lived in Seattle and in between that time, I spent several years, um, traveling coast to coast. I kind of did what we're doing now where I home based from Indianapolis. I had a, um, bedroom at my sister's house that was reserved for me, but I spent most of my time on the road in my pickup truck with all of my equipment and my camping gear and my mountain bike with me. And um, traveled coast to coast and it was gone for extended periods of time photographing adventure races and then just backpacking and mountain biking and so forth. So. That's seriously so cool. I love that. <laughs> so I wanted to ask you like what kind of questions or reactions do you get from people um, first when you they find out kind of what your lifestyle is and what you're doing? You know honestly um, I think part of this is how I project myself to people, but I get a lot of really positive reactions. Um, and people are just like, oh my God, that's so cool. Oh, I wish I could do that, which, you know, that's a whole other story. Yes. Um, but I get a lot of, I wish I could do that. And oh, how brave of you to do that. And oh, that's so cool. And um, I, I don't get a lot of naysayers. I'm sure there's plenty behind my back because, you know, it's just, it's kind of like never reading the comments, right? Right. <laughs> um, but, and then, you know, of course, like typical for us, we're in a van and we're not in a big right. rig. And so, um, you know, the one question that my, a good friend and I were just talking about last night that I get all the time is the whole, like, what is your personal hygiene like? Like, what, where do you pee? How do you pee? <laughs> and, you know, my answer is like, well, how do you do these things when you go camping or backpacking or travel? Right. It's just, yeah, I don't know. It's a weird question. I, 
I get it out of like curiosity, but at the same time, it's, it's one of those weird things that you're just like, really? That's what you have to ask? <laughs> I know. It's, I agree. It's always like that strange question about like, well, you know, my mom was asking us last night or two nights ago, how are you even staying warm there? And I'm like, well, we have a furnace and we have a fireplace and we're okay, you know? So I understand. So what does like a normal day on the road look like for you? Oh, man. So we, I, I think there's like three different types. There's like um, our driving days when we're, we try not to drive too much, you know, on a regular basis. We'll <laughs> bust ass and get out to the West Coast or to the Colorado Rockies or something as our starting base. And then we'll stay put um, and do like a week to three weeks in areas um, generally. And then, um, so really we have like outdoor adventure days and city days. And yes. our cities, you know, it, it just really depends on my schedule for my work and what I'm doing uh, at the time and how many big clients I'm working for versus just small portrait sessions. Um, and because we homeschool, a lot of what we do um, is is Noah led. You know, when in our off time, he loves coffee shops. Thankfully, because we spend a lot of time in those when I'm editing and, and uploading and stuff. Um, but you know, museums. We have days where we'll spend the whole day in the city, and we go to museums and we yes. go um, explore, or we'll, and then we'll like spend always, no matter what we're doing everything starts slow they that's the one beauty of what we're doing and how we're doing life neither of us are morning people at all mm -hmm. and so we really 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 always start slow coffee snuggles with the pup and lounging for a little bit and then we get going and um you know like i said coffee shop where i work and he hangs out and chats with friends and um and then we start our day and that can look like, like I said, playing in the city um, or adventuring. And, you know, we spend quite a bit of time in Utah in the wintertime. So there's a lot of time that we just explore in the desert and hike and mountain bike and run around with the dog. <laughs> I love that. And I loved when we talked last that you had mentioned, um, you know, taking it slow in the mornings because, you know, we're not relatively new to the road life. Um, and that was one thing that my husband was really was noticing about our pattern too, is that we were like, you know, my husband used to wake up at 5am for work, be ready out the door by six. And, you know, we're waking up at 830 now. And he's like, I don't know, is that wrong? Are we doing it wrong? And I was like, no, because you know, our kids, we still have little ones, like a four and, or five and seven, they still come in and climb in bed in the morning. And I'm like, oh, this is what this life is affords us, you know, yeah. up till midnight working. So like, you know, this is what here. Yeah. Like. yeah. And so well, after we talked last, my husband was like, I told him, I said, listen, this is, you know, it's not just us. This is one of the benefits of living this way is that you can make it look like the way you want to. That's, yeah. we, we purposely left the way everything was supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? Right. Being up early, yeah. going to all that stuff. We left that for a reason. So, yeah, absolutely. The, the like stereotypical, like Monday through Friday, hurry and get up and hurry and get home and hurry and eat dinner and hurry and go to bed. Right. That thing just, I see friends of ours doing that. You know, my best friend is a single mom as well. And she's a landscape architect and her son is, um, does really well in school and he's in marching band and it's like the military. Yep. It's just crazy to see how she literally has no time for self care at all. And, and that's just, I don't want to live my life to be, to be able to do things 10, 15, 20 years from now when yes. my son's out of school or when I, when I have money from retirement or, you know, I, I want to live for now and, and I want to experience all of these things with my son and continue to do the things that make me feel uh, like a whole person now. And I think, so, go ahead. no, I was just going to say, so yeah, that's like, and that's what part of this is about is, um, you know, we, we aren't morning people and we don't have to be, nor should we have to be. We're both night owls, not like three, four in the morning night owls, but midnight, you know, yes. is, and so, and, and I, I hate, 
hate, hate, I've always hated feeling like I'm wasting good daylight by being indoors. Right. And that's who I am as a person. Like I'm always antsy if I'm inside during daylight. So the way that we've built our lives is that we can start slowly the way that our bodies want us to do things. And then my, if I'm working during the day, I'm photographing during the day or, um, you know, and, and when we're adventuring, we're out and we can spend all day long outside in the sunshine and adventuring. And then I get as much work done before noon and from 8 p.m. until midnight that most people get done in a full day at an office job. Yes. And I think that's, that's so key. And that's one thing I point out in the um, course, too, is that, you know, you can have a much different looking work schedule. You have to be very um, focused when you do, you know, know what you need to do. And when you're sitting down yeah. at your computer, this is not time to mess around. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, you got to get work done so that you can have that time to be out. Um, but I think it's important to touch on too, like what you were talking about, taking Noah out for school and classes and things, or for like education and stuff like that. We've had a lot of people question kind of like the kids in this situation, which um, as you know, as a mom was a huge part of whether, you know, how do we do this? How do we do this right for them? Um, and what we've learned is like, you know, you can turn everything into something beneficial for them. Everything we're seeing, all the national parks, all everything. the lectures, the museum, yeah. the city, you know, all of it is amazing for it's them. It's all an educational experience that they're not yeah. going to get in the classroom. No, you're not. And we keep yeah. It's that we're like, wait till you are, you know, if we choose to settle again, wait till you're back in school and they're talking about Yellowstone and you can talk about the, you know, the bison crossing the road in front of you because you were there, yeah. you know what I'm saying? So yeah. uh, it just, it's a different looking, you know, it's, it's just a different looking lifestyle and it still meets all the criteria, just not in the same boxes that I think we were told. Not in the same boxes. And yeah. for my son, the big thing for him, you know, we did, we tried every educational avenue you can think of. You know, we did Montessori preschool. We did a homeschool co-op. We did a hybrid homeschool K-12 situation where he was in class three days a week. And then we did public school for five months full time. And, and that was, that was halfway through first grade and he's almost 14 now. So he's not been in a school since he was, had just turned seven. Um, and, and so we've tried it all, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to, um, do things without figuring out what works best for him because that's my ultimate goal, what works best for him. And so his big passions in life, he's very, very self-motivated learner. So, um, there's not a lot of guidance that I have to give in terms of him learning at this stage in his life, you know? I, I'm here to facilitate, and I'm here to help him find, um, I'm here to to add to the experience, you know, and to facilitate and to make sure that he's getting experiences that, um, that go along with his interests. Yes. And so, you know, he's, he's always been a really big history buff. And since he was a, since he was like four. And so he gets really hyper-focused and he'll spend, like he spent a year on his own learning everything he could about Native American history. Oh, and then so cool. he learning about world religions and then mm-hmm. World War One and World War Two. And, and so between that and, and he loves NPR and loves, you know, political science and loves film. And so all of these things, as he would be in eighth grade this year, he would not be able to pursue his passions in the way that he is now right if he were in school right so he wouldn't have the knowledge um you know if we were doing things differently that he has because they don't teach that stuff in the lower grades right so that's what i'm learning too you know yes it takes a little more work and to think about like everything oh i said i know it takes a little more work sometimes to make sure is focused like on what they need but um you know it's it's just such a different way to teach them and I just absolutely love it so yeah Yeah. what is one thing that you wish some that people um like that more people would understand about this lifestyle um that it's 
Gosh, I think I had a slightly different answer last time because I figured it all out and wrote it all out, you know, ahead of time. But on the phone, doing the video impromptu, um, I think that it's just possible, you know, that it's, that it's possible. It's not something that it's, oh, well, you know, I wish I could do that. Or it must be nice that you do that, you know, that it's possible and that it's not just this easy way out of life. No, it's a different choice. It's a different choice with its own set of challenges, and um, and it's not some easy way out that you just. I, I don't know. Yeah, a lot of people think the biggest thing that people say to me is, "Oh, I bet you're saving so much money." <laughs> like, no, no, not no, at all. Just looks different from yours. That's yes, all. that's what yeah. we realized. We're spending almost more. We actually we are spending more on the road than we did. Um, paying a mortgage, living in our sticks mm -hmm. house, but it looks different. You know, we're yeah. doing a lot more, we're experiencing a lot more. And, you know, it just is, like you said, it's just a choice of a way of lifestyle. Yeah. And, um, it just is, how do you want to spend your time and your money? Mm -hmm. I agree with you. Yeah. That's the thing with us about like, you know, why wait until we're retired to do these things? Um, you know, like I mentioned to you before, we've been to, we've gone to all these national parks. That's kind of been our focus. Mm -hmm. And we're seeing all of these retirees who are out doing exactly what they signed up to do, and they're not able to hike. They're not yeah. there with their kids. You know, they're struggling on some of this stuff. And it just, it was a real eye opener for me that like, you know, you don't need to wait for all of this. You just need to yeah. make some sacrifices and choose the way you want to live your life, even if yeah. it's for a short period of time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So. Well, yeah. And, and. You know, I want to, I want to be able to do this stuff with my son while he's impressionable, yes. while he is learning. I want him to, I want to just like open his eyes and and absolutely. And and so I don't want to wait until he's eighteen to do this stuff. I want right. to do it with him. You know, I've done it by myself before. I want to do it with him. That's a part of how I want to raise him. Yes. You know, I'm being very intentional with how I'm raising him as a human being. And I want that to be a part of how I'm doing it. And that was a huge thing when we were deciding too for the kids is that, you know, I kept telling everybody, society is going to show my children one way that they're supposed to live their life. And that's fine. But I'm going to yeah. um, that there's other options out there that can look completely different than everyone's telling you they have to be. You choose to grow up to be a corporate banker, then good for you, love, if you're happy. To be a hippie on the road, then good for you, love, if you're happy. But yeah. I'm going to there's options. And I'm also going to take you around a diverse group of people consistently so that you can yeah. learn that everyone comes to the table with something. Everyone comes with benefits. And there's so much good out there. Like we've just out of all the things we've done, the amazing places we've gone already, and I'm sure you can validate this too, it's the people that we've met yeah. have been life-changing for us already. I mean, and mm -hmm. everywhere we go, you know, every, just people we stop and say hi to at the park. I mean, it's, it's amazing. And it just reminds you when you're, especially nowadays, when you're so bombarded with, you know, the negative and the big storylines and this and this and this, to realize that most of us yeah. are a good fight. You know, most of us yeah. are to live a good life and be good people. And I think sometimes it's easy to not see that, you know? Um, you know, it's I, really moving. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you, go oh, ahead. No. no, I was just gonna say, it's really moving to me that you mentioned that because um, one of the things, you know, this lifestyle um, allows us the break that we need from everyday media yes. shoving negative news down our throat. And it allows us to the opportunity to actually experience firsthand what what this world has to offer. And it's not all shit. It's not no, it's all shit. And <laughs> what you realize on this lifestyle too is that even the shit parts of it, you can work through. That's what we've had to learn. You don't have an option. There's a learning opportunity in all of it. Everything. And you can make it through anything and you can adjust to anything. And that's what we've learned so far. And that's yeah. been a cool experience. Yeah. Um, so back to business, what gear yeah. are you shooting with right now? Because I know this is kind of exciting for you. It is exciting for me. And oh my gosh. <laughs> so I am, I have been using, I'm all Nikon. I've been Nikon from day one. And that's been 
20 years now. And I started on Nikon film cameras. And I have been shooting on Nikon D700 bodies forever. Um, I'm typically a prime girl with my lenses, with the exception of my giant workhorse of a 70 to 200. Um, but uh, I like it's time for me to start making the shift. And, um, and because of some injuries that I've had, cycling injuries over the past few years, um, the the 70 to 200 has just been such a beast and it's, a beast. it's a neck breaker and it's you know not really where what i want to carry i want to lighten my load when i'm out in back country and right. so um i'm excited that i actually just uh ordered a um, mirrorless nikon d6 and the 85 millimeter um lens that's coming out with it um i actually went um, I use Robert's camera and Robert's is nationwide, but it's, it's my hometown shop. And so I've been going there from day one and they had a special, they were running on it. And I went in first thing Saturday morning. I think they opened the doors at 9.59 for me and they were already out of the Z6. Oh and so, so sad, but they did um, honor the, the deal for me. And so they put one on order. So I should have it in about 10 days. Oh, I'm so excited for you. This is my jealous face, by the way. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm usually so slow to shift in technology. And the only reason that, um, that I'm even doing mirrorless is because Nikon now has a mirrorless. Right. Otherwise, otherwise I'd still be sticking with the DSLRs because I'm, I just love Nikon so much. And I'm so oh. it's, it's it's like an extension of my body. No, I no. totally know what that means. My my family knows my Mark IV is my baby, and I mm -hmm. do my children, and you know, that that's mommy's, you know. So I totally. Know. So share with me, um, maybe like one or two of your biggest challenges. Um, I mean, personally or professionally, with this kind of lifestyle, being on the road all the time. Wi-Fi. <laughs> <laughs> I so agree with you. It's not a perfect solution yet. There's no, it's when you have it consistently, you know. Yeah. yeah, I think last time we chatted, I was um, didn't have my solar panel yet. Um, so I do have my solar panel. So that's exciting. And I have, um, I keep building on my, my energy and power in the van. So that's, that's good. Um, but yeah, I mean, honestly, Honestly, Wi-Fi is the biggest hang-up, um, and I've tried lots of different options. I think you said that you used your phone as a hotspot a lot. Yeah, I have um, to. Yeah, that's what I do. Um, I tried. There's this one on the market. It's called the um, oh, the Skyroom Solus, and it, in theory, on paper, sounds wonderful, um, but I found it to not be effective at all, and. Because it's it's a hotspot, but you don't have to pay a monthly fee for it. You uh -huh. buy the hotspot, right? And then oh. you buy day passes. And oh. so I thought, oh, well, this is perfect because I don't need something all the time. And quite frankly, I don't want something all the time. I want right. to be able to be off-grid when I want to be off-grid. That's what we're um, doing. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it just didn't work. It didn't work the way I needed it to. It was too slow. And obviously... Like the only thing I really need um, internet for outside of my phone is for uploading. And yes. so that was the only reason that I, that I purchased it. So um, their customer service is, is uh, questionable. questionable. And I had to um, bring out my, my big girl guns to get them to return it and give me my money back, but I did. So... Yeah. I find that's, um, you, I don't think people really understand how much of a big deal it is to either have it or not have Wi-Fi. And I've tried a lot of things and looked into a lot of things that people recommended and nobody seems to have a solution that is, yeah. you know, all servicing, all encompassing kind of thing. Yeah. So, you know, but you figure out how to work around it. You figure out when to shut your phone off. Uh, thank goodness for um, understanding clients. You know, and you just, that's something you just, when you're living this lifestyle and running a business on the road, you just really have to prepare people like to understand how you are. You know, my clients, I talk all the time, you know, I post even on social media, I'm out of service area until this date. Um, yeah. you know, 
always follow up, thanking clients for their patience. Sorry, you know, that it's taken me a couple of days to get back to you. I've yet to have an issue with it with anybody, thank goodness. But, you know, it's all in how you kind of prepare people and let them know. Um, but it does, it's, it's crazy to go from having it whenever you want to having, you know, to not having it no matter yeah. what. Thank goodness, like you said, for coffee shops, um, you know, and just having a place that you know you can go to get it. Um, mm-hmm. It just, sometimes it's really difficult. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And I, I've learned over, you know, it's been almost two years that I've been doing this. So I have learned over time how to manage my time and how to, and I just plan to spend like one day a week in a coffee shop or Whole Foods is great. Um, they have fast, great Wi-Fi. And there's a few other places that you can find. But but ultimately, I just, I plan like one day every week to 10 days that I use as an uploading day. And and that's that's what I do. And then the rest of the time, most of what I can do anymore, I can do it from my phone. Yeah, um, that's interesting. And that, that technology, like all the different platforms, um, and, and programs that I'm using just keep improving every day so that it's easier and easier on the phone. Yeah. So, yeah. So if you could go back to yourself, um, as a businesswoman on right before you hit the road, what would be one piece of advice you would give yourself? Just fucking do it. Stop <laughs> overthinking it. Yes. Stop overthinking it. Stop overanalyzing everything. Stop trying to put too much Stop trying to plan every little thing in the way that I was yes. um, because ultimately, I mean, it's not, I mean, there's a level of planning, but we have, we built our van out from scratch. And so um, I've already rebuilt it twice. <laughs> I've already redone the inside twice. And, and so most people, a lot of people wouldn't even really notice much of a difference in in how I've rebuilt it. But for me, it's all about um, making it um, everything easier and, you know, optimizing our storage and, and yes. ease. we're in a van, we're not in an RV. And right. so, um, yeah, I, I, I overthought every little thing in the beginning. And, um, and so ultimately, yeah, just do it don't stress yourself out at the beginning. Just, <laughs> I so feel that like to my core when you say that, because the, this, um, our plan to live on the road was kind of initiated by me. Um, if you knew my husband and I, I'm kind of more of the adventurous one. He's more of the like calm and think things through. But as we, it took us about a, it took us six years to get to that, the point to leave, but like a year of really planning and getting it done. And the last like four months of it, I lost my mind and I was like, we shouldn't do this. I overthought everything. I'm like, what are we doing? This is insane. Um, and he was the one that just kept telling me, no, like we're doing this. Like I have, we're doing this. This is the right decision for us. And I cannot tell you the amount of times on the road now that I've said to him, thank goodness. Thank God that you were pushing me to do it and telling, not letting me get caught up in it because you do overthink it. And I think that um, the way you've been raised in society is that this looks so foreign to our sensibilities that you do second guess yourself and overthink, am I forgetting something? Are we going to be safe? How are we going to do this? And the truth is, is that we're all very adaptable. Yeah. Get in your own damn way. You know, we'll figure yeah. it out. You're like, you're just happy. that has been rough for us. We figured it out, you know, and we were fine. So, um, as long as you have a decent backup plan and options, you know, like if something happens, do you go, what do you do? You're fine. Yeah. And most of the time when we're traveling on the road, most of the time we are traveling, um, a a lot of our stops are with people that either were friends first and now are clients or were clients first and now are friends, right? So, I mean, we have a safe place no matter where we go anymore. And my, you know, I think I mentioned once before when we spoke that my life um, prior to having my son really, really, I didn't realize this until we were on the road, but it really set me up. My life before having my son was, was building up to this for me. Like it was setting me up for this. Because That's I, so I cool. mean, I photographed adventure races, I photographed mountain bike races, and I photographed events, 
and I lived in you know two different states and I traveled all over the place and it was pre-social media days so you actually spoke to somebody at the corner of the bar instead of sitting on your phone and you make friends and so I had so many contacts around the country anyway that it just it made it really easy like this was a no-brainer for me because I, I already had those connections you know that's so cool so what are maybe two tools that you find are the most useful for your business on the road currently? Um, my phone is hands down number one. Um, yes. And I actually, as I was getting my screen replaced on my phone this morning and uh, I was, I dropped my phone off at the shop and then went over and, and took my son to the barber shop to get his hair cut. And, and I was just, I felt so weird and empty because I didn't have my phone. And I'm like, I sometimes still get caught up in this curmudgeon old woman feeling of, I can't believe I'm so frustrated without my phone. <laughs> but it's my job. It's, exactly. It's everything. It's not a phone anymore. It's a phone. It's a camera. It's a scheduling device. It's where you take payments, it's, yes. it's communication, it's your computer, it's everything. And so without, you know, I, I daydreamed about this lifestyle when I was a film photographer in my 20s. And, and I used to try to brainstorm on like, how could I do this? How could I do what I'm doing now? You know, 20 years ago, right. you how could well, not the same and, uh, and, you know, like the adventure racing photography was the closest I came to that. But it's really now, there's just no reason why I can't do it. You know, yes. the, the phone, having my phone and having a good laptop are the yes. two key tools for me for having a successful business on the road. I totally agree. I am amazed at how much I can do and run as long as I have good Wi-Fi or decent Wi-Fi with just the my tablet and or the phone in my laptop. I wish that I wasn't as attached to my phone as I am. Um, but like you said, when that's where you run everything through and when you're on the road, so much of your marketing is social media, so much of like, that's kind of your way of getting out there. Cause you can't just, you know, post up in one area for too, too long. Yeah. You don't buy flyers and put them in mailboxes anymore. <laughs> no. And you're, and you're trying to say 10 steps ahead because where are you going to be next? You know, and that next, it is not the consistent paycheck. You do have to think ahead constantly because you're like, okay, yeah. I'm going to be next. How do I market there? And so social media, your phone, things like that are so key to kind of staying ahead of the game when it comes to making sure you can live this way. Um, yeah. So Segwaying from that, marketing is like probably what I would consider the biggest hurdle for um, our lifestyle. So what are some mm -hmm. things that you use or things that you found really useful um, to kind of staying on top of marketing? Um, you know, so many people really, really love Instagram and find Instagram to be successful. And I'm working on that right now. I'm trying to figure out how to, um, how to optimize my like to get more out of Instagram. Um, but honestly, Facebook is still wonderful for me um, as far as, you know, what you're talking about planning ahead mm -hmm. and tagging people ahead. But ultimately, it's just organic face-to-face -face, um, engaging and, yes. and making friends. And, and I've, uh, I've reached out to a couple of organizations along the way um, nonprofit organizations that I volunteer my, you know, I, I reach out to the founder and I'm like, Hey, I'd love to volunteer my photography for anything that you might need. And you gain those connections and networking and start to build relationships with those people. And it ultimately has gained, I've gained a lot of work on the road from doing that. Um, and just, just reaching out, reaching out and, and making friends the old fashioned way, you know, and handing my card to everyone. My business card has a little red van on it. That's an illustration of my van. So everyone knows. And, and honestly, like I use Moo, like most people do, it seems like, um, Moo.com. And uh, one of my favorite cards to pass out, it's, you know, it has my information on the one side with my little red van. And the other side is this like fabulous picture of my dog with his doggy backpack on in the woods. 
and everybody loves my dog and everybody loves my van. So it's really hard to forget me if right. I'm handing you that card. <laughs> well, and I think like that's the other key too. There's really, when you live this lifestyle and you're running a business, there's no work and home life. It's all one. Right have to make it that way so people understand why you don't have wi-fi and they understand so like to be able to hand your card out and have it be a representation of your photography and your business but also show this lifestyle i think it's key and what i'm finding is once people once you find your groove and your clients like they're booking us because of this lifestyle exactly and you that's know? what i want i want people to book me because they love they love my work but because they love me and right. and, and they get you yeah yeah exactly. and that's yeah. What, yeah I totally agree and that's what I'm finding too and it's just super cool I'm having people that like you know high school friends who've moved to different states and they're like oh my yeah. gosh you're coming through like I have to see you and or you know I have to book you and so it just I don't know this lifestyle is um it's more complicated when you're running the business but once you kind of find your groove it's so awesome yeah yeah so what, um, what do you use? What are some key tips that you use for finding locations? Because when you're in a new spot consistently, you don't get to go use all your standard locations and all that kind of stuff. So what do you use? Um, so, I mean, I've, I traveled a ton before this. So I'm, I have areas that are my favorites from 10, 15, 20 years ago. And I have friends in those areas um, that I gain information from. But my favorite app that I use um, is All Trails. Yes. And um, it, because of the fil the way that it filters, you know, I mean, we backpack, we mountain bike, we hike, we do all the things, and um, and so I use it for that as well for adventuring. And then I I turn my scouting days into family adventure days. Yep. And. And so, you know, we'll go scout and we're hiking and mountain biking while we're scouting. And, um, and, and like I said, there's so many filter options on that app. You can pick something scenic, pick something water, pick something, you know, with all of these different elements that you're looking for. And, um, and, then, and then outdoor shops are another one. So Which one's that know, one? I said outdoor shops. So oh, yes. Local outfitters um, or REI or something that's like that. Idea. Yeah, that's always a great one. I, I tend to shoot more in nature than in cities, but mm -hmm. I do, um, you know, if I do have clients that want in the city, then um, they tend to have ideas and then I work from that. But I love that. Yeah, uh, All Trails is one of my top recommended ones. Like you said, you can put in things like views and it'll tell you. It'll long the hike is because that's my yeah, and you can put kid friendly yeah I shoot a lot of young families and so I you know there is a, a limit I need to know that it's not too far from the parking lot for little and things like that and um and then we do the same thing we turn it into a scouting day so I'll you know get my little list of ones that I think are kind of conducive to what I'm looking for and then we just go out and explore as a family yeah. and, and even if you don't use most of those places it's so cool to get to go explore so much that you wouldn't have thought to otherwise. Yes, exactly. And that's, um, you know, I, I like that too, because we do, especially for us, because we're new on the road and we're hitting a lot of like, you know, popular areas like right now we're in Yellowstone. So we're doing all the touristy things we're supposed to do. Um, but things like going to location scouting allows you to see a little bit more of what what's may not be on the tourist list. You know what I'm saying? And I, yeah. I love that because you do get to go out there, see new places, see new things. And we're a nature family too. So um, anytime we can be out there a little bit longer, checking on a new spot is, fills our souls. So I love it. Um, so what was the best advice you um, were ever given about being a full-time photographer? Or I should be a photographer on the road. Uh, I mean, one of the things, one of the things is just not to be afraid to put myself out there. Yeah. As, as a photographer and as a person and um and again just fucking do it like don't don't be afraid to put yourself out there um and, and you have to you have to put yourself out there and you have to do the work and yes. you have to not be afraid to talk to people face to face um and and put in the grunt work right um, and, and that's yourself but that and trust yourself as an artist and trust yourself, and trust yourself absolutely yeah yeah i mean that's just like that goes across the board as a photographer in general but on the yeah. road i feel like it's 
infinitely more important than being in the safe space of your own home community. Yes. You know, because it's really easy to be an introvert and still have a successful business in your own home community that you've been in for your whole life because you know people. Whereas on the road, you have to not be afraid to like really put yourself out there. No, I totally agree with you. It's, you know, you have to be willing to go up and like the, you know, first thing we tell people when they're like, oh, where are you from? And we're like, well, actually, we're from California. We're full-time photographers on the road now in our remodeled RV. You know, you kind of have to like, we try to get the story in real quick to try to see if, you know, there's opportunity there or just to kind of let people understand a little bit more of who we are. So yeah, it's constantly like, that's how we introduce ourselves to people now. Yeah. um, it's, it is, it's putting yourself out there, promoting your business organically, you know, and kind of have, and just seeing what happens from it. So, so out of all the places you've gotten to shoot, what has been your all time favorite? Um, right now, Southwestern Utah holds my heart. I know. I'm so excited. Um, we talked about this last time and I'm going to you and I can't wait. So amazing. Like just Utah in general, you can go in any direction in Utah, just a couple of hours. And it looks so different from what it was two hours ago. And there's so much public land, thankfully still uh, in Utah that, you know, you can just get lost and, and have a, a place to yourself without having a ton of people around you. You know, it's still a very um, lightly populated state. Um, and so it doesn't feel overrun with tourists a lot of times, and it doesn't feel overrun with people in general. Um, and, and yeah, just Utah, but Southwestern Utah for sure. Um, and then aside from that, I mean, the Rockies between Northern Colorado, well, no, all of the Colorado mountains. Yes. <laughs> Um, and, uh, all the way up to Glacier National Park where you were just recently. And, uh, if there's something special about this area, let me tell you. Yeah, Yeah, there really is. No, not yet. We're, you know, we were on such a tight kind of like route and that's a hard thing. Now we're like, okay, we got to start adding stuff. Like this is not going to be enough, you know? (laughs) So Jacksonville is definitely on our list. I have a friend of mine whose husband is a fly fisherman. Um, uh, guide there in the summer so I'm going to try to see if we can squeeze that in maybe next summer for a little bit and do something you need to for sure yeah so um I always like to kind of light the fire under other creatives so would you tell me maybe a name or two of people that are totally inspiring you right now um just some people that you love and kind of why um so, so yeah I mean I, I adore your work like I mentioned before oh. I Oh my gosh, the stuff that you shot just recently in the mountains and in the forest and the waterfalls, I was just like, you made me feel like I was there. And oh, that I, means so much to me. And um, it's, yeah, it was just stunning. Um, but for like, for different reasons, um, Stormy Solace is one that I just, I adore the, the connections that she tells in, yes. her, in her photography. Her photography is is a story and she does such an amazing job with with making you feel those connections and mm-hmm. i just love it um seamless <laughs> so um, yeah yeah totally and then gabe mcclintock is uh, an oldie but goodie i mean he's just i feel like i'm naming big names here but um but you know like i love his dark moody style mm-hmm. of editing and it's always really been an inspiration for me um and then, and I just, I think in terms of, of um, like someone who has really created a lifestyle out of this, that, you know, the lifestyle that I, that I am trying to lead now and that I, I love is the Hearns. Right. Um, yeah, because they've, they've made this their life, you know, like they are living their best life by photographing adventure elopement. Yes. And, and I just think that's a really amazing, and they didn't have anyone to look up to or learn from. They paid that way for themselves. And I was just going to point that out. I think that's so, such um, an interesting part of being a part of this community now, especially as full-time photographers. We have a couple engagement, wedding kind of people that do this full-time, but as far as family, uh, you know, I did a ton of research trying to find people that I really wanted to um, 
talk to when doing this course and it's very limited. So we're yeah. paving the way on what this is supposed to look like, how we're supposed mm-hmm. to do it. And um, that's awesome because we can make it look like we want, but in some moments it's completely terrifying, right? Because <laughs> you're terrifying like, and exciting. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And I'm supposed to be helping other people. I'm like, I, some days I'm just figuring it out on my own, you know? I'm just learning this right now myself. <laughs> yes. But I think it's a perfect, it also is a perfect representation of what this lifestyle is like. Like you yeah. be doing this for years and you're going to get something thrown at you that you've never experienced before. It's, it, yeah. you know, it's never boring doing this lifestyle. No. It's never boring. And in fact, I know families who have done it and then they're settled now and they're like, we're bored out of our minds. Like, right. Well, but I think it takes a certain personality to be able to do this as well. Like those of us that are doing this, um, it's just in our nature to like want to to be adventurous and and you know we itch for this i can't mm-hmm. the whole time i mean the 10 years from the time my son was born until we started doing this again i i couldn't make myself love the sedentary lifestyle i just no. couldn't i couldn't i tried so hard i tried so many different configurations i tried to make it look so many different ways i couldn't do it and that this was is, that was one of yeah. the things that I struggled with is that I just, you know, we had done everything we were supposed to do according to like the American and we were a happy little family and all that. But I just was like, this is not fulfilling. Like, what are we doing? You know, why are we like, you know, the soccer practices and no, for everyone who's happy, you know, doing that, then, then yeah. she, and I don't it's for me. Yeah. And, I, and I'm not trying to judge when I say these things, I don't want it to come across as I'm judging other people for that lifestyle being right oh, for no. them. Because I think that what's most important is that you find what makes you happy. Yes. And you live your best life. And however and that looks to you is wonderful. As long as, just don't like, don't, don't who I'm mine. <laughs> right. And that's the thing too, is I think like you, whatever the lifestyle that you want looks like, then more power to you. But just, you know, don't be afraid to fight for it if it looks different. You know what I'm exactly. saying? Exactly. Sacrifice. Don't be afraid to go against the grain. You know, we mm-hmm who weren't cheering us on in this and that was hard to kind of go against the people that yeah. had rooting for you and they weren't but you know we knew that this at least for a period of time this was what we wanted to do mm-hmm. and that it just has been proven to me in this experience that when you fight for what you know in your heart is what you need like it's amazing how bountiful it will come out you know what I'm saying yeah and and yeah, absolutely. And, and I think that the big thing for me is just, and I know that you feel this way too, is making sure that everyone in your family is on board and feels, is, you know, you're on the same page. And yeah, and you know, my son a lot, like I think another one of the big questions that I get from people a lot is, well, how does your son feel about this? Yes, like, awesome. You know, like- I even asked him. We're in a van. We're not, like I said, we're not in an RV. We're in a van. So we have one giant bed. We do have a, a queen size bed in there. And all of us, he and the dog and I all pile into the same bed. And he's almost 14. And that's just something that just blows people's minds. You know, first of all, like, oh my God, you guys sleep together? <laughs> you know, or well, how does your son feel about this? And I'm like, he's a part of this decision. Yes. You know, there was, we were in, we, we've been interviewed several times this year by like outdoor adventure, um, like Adventure Journal Magazine was one, um, Indianapolis Monthly, which is a local one. Uh, we were on REI's blog once, and then we were on uh, in a story that was for family, full-time families in Outside Magazine. And I go back to the whole, like, just don't read the, the comments because they're like, one of the, one of the comments I saw was, oh, well, how, I bet you're, you know, does your child even have a choice in this? And, and how do you, feel, how does your child feel about this? Do you even give them a choice? And I'm like, do you give your child a choice as to whether or not they go to school five days a week and they take, you know, all these five different lessons and you overschedule their, their life? Like, no, I asked my child, this is, this, he's a part, we're a team. <laughs> well, I think I almost worry or think more about every day, every step with my kids now than I did because before it was easy. They just went to school because that's what they did. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. And we went to soccer practice because that's what you're supposed to do. And 
you know, I think every night my husband and I sit down and talk, okay, so what, what do we need to be doing to be better for them? What do we need to be getting in front of them more? What do we need to not be getting in front of them more? Like, what do we need to be doing to make sure that this experience for them is, you know, um, is whole, is, is fulfilling for them, you know, and like we always teach our kids, your opinion matters no matter how old you are in this family. It is not the deciding, you know, we're, we're a unit. Right. Have to decide on has nothing to do with your, the importance or lack of importance of your opinion in this family. Right. Your opinion is just as valid as mine. Absolutely. You know, and we'll, ma, you know, the, we'll make the decision because we're the parents, but everyone's input in this matters. And, you know, and where we go and choices and what, you know, yeah. we, this, this lifestyle looks. So, and I do, I think that again, when it's foreign to people's sensibilities, their immediate reaction is to kind yeah. of that what could go wrong or the negatives. Um, and sometimes, like you said, you just don't, ha- you can't read the comments. You just have to know if you know in your heart, this is the right lifestyle for you, then that has to be good enough. And that's what we, is like, you, I just can see it in my kid's eyes. And I, I know you can too with Noah, like the stories that when, when you're driving and he's telling you about, remember that time that we were in so-and-so and that amazing thing, this is how my kid's conversations now, you know? And it's like, I, you couldn't pay me to go back and not do this knowing what I know now, you know? It's just yeah. been the most incredible experience. So um, speaking of kids, mine is knocking on the door. Hold up. <laughs> oh. <laughs> work, work life on the road, right? <laughs> so yeah. I just, I so appreciate your time always. Um, like I said before, you've been such a good resource for me and, and not only business-wise, but like as a mom making this decision, um, all of the information you've provided to me has always been so invaluable. And I just, I still appreciate your time and, and everything. And I love your adventures. So please keep sharing them with me. And thanks. Yeah. yeah thank you so much. I'm honored that you, you picked me for this. Interview. Absolutely. <laughs> I couldn't think of anybody else that I wanted to do. So I um, thank you. your time and we will definitely be in touch. Sounds good. All right. right. Bye, love. Bye. Bye. You too. Bye.